Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Well, that will do it for 82 games of the Calgary Flames season here in 22-23. Uh, the final record, 38-27-17, and 17, thanks to Nikita Zadorov and his natural hat trick. And uh, an out, a really strong outing, I would say, from uh, young Dustin Wolf, who gave up a goal in the first period and then shut the door the rest of the way. Uh, the numbers on Wolf, he ends up 23 saves on 24 shots. Uh, as I mentioned, Zadorov tied the game at 13-36 of the second. Uh, his eventual game winner, 401 of the third period, and into an empty net. He gets his uh, third, 14th of the year. I believe, I believe this is the first uh, Flames defenseman hat trick since Dougie Hamilton. Uh, not surprising there. Um, hey, welcome. It is Afterburner. I guess I should tell you, uh, I am not uh, Ryan Pinder. I am not Dean Mulberg, and I'm certainly not Rhett Warner. Uh, those gentlemen are off tonight. I'm going to handle the final. My name is Rob Kerr. Uh, I know who I am. You know who you are. I host a little program on Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays on the Nation Network. And every once in a while, I've jumped in and, and substituted on Afterburner. So you got me tonight. Um, as we wrap up what is a, a extremely disappointing season for the Calgary Flames. Uh, I I think that goes without saying. Uh, We can certainly talk about this game. Uh, We should make mention of it because there was some significance uh, from the standpoint of the young guys playing, uh, Zadorov with a hat trick. Uh, You leave your fans with a a better taste in their mouth. I was about to say bitter taste in their mouth. That's probably what they have for the entire season. But that last, you know, what is San Jose? Uh, Glorified American Hockey League team with Eric Carlson. Um, Yeah. it's, it's not a good hockey club right now. It's not expected to be a good hockey club right now. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a good hockey club next season, um, but certainly uh, Mike Greer and his staff are, are trying to rework this club. Uh, could they get Connor Bedard? Maybe. Uh, they're certainly in the hunt for him in the, uh, in the draft lottery. We're going to know that real quick, aren't we? Um, but back to the local hockey heroes. Um, disappointing end to last season. After a really strong um, regular season, uh, they went seven games in overtime against Dallas, were the better club throughout, found a way to beat a really good uh, Ottinger, uh, who was outstanding in that uh, first round for the Dallas Stars. Um, and and then we know what happened. They, they went in, they won game one against Edmonton in the Battle of Alberta, the first Battle of Alberta in 30-plus years, um, had a lead in, in game two, and then... 
the wheels fell off and Connor McDavid and the rest of the Oilers just ran roughshod over Calgary. I, I suppose you could make a case that, um, you know, they, they came close in, in game five and, and maybe would have forced a game six if, if Coleman's goal was allowed. But uh, if sputs, candies and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas. But what it did is it really set off a chain of events in that offseason um, that it just never seemed like that second round ended for the Calgary Flames. Uh, soon we would uh, find out at the draft or after the draft, really. And I guess it wasn't soon. Um, there was just kind of this morbid um, malaise around the city, kind of, you know, uh, what happened? Why did it happen? You know, almost a grumpiness uh, around the hockey club, about the hockey club. And then, you know, as free agency began, was about to begin, I should say. I, I got to get my timing right on this. Johnny Gaudreau, you know, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't going to come back. Decided to to test the waters, left money on the table, left a year on the table, signed with the Columbus Blue Jackets. He's not going to the postseason. And then, you know, in a, in a move that many people praise because he at least gave the the club a heads up. Matthew Kachuk decides he's not going to sign. So um, for three or four days there. Uh, the the Flames were going to be without Kachuk, be without Goudreau, and had nothing to show for it. Well, we know what happened. Uh, Brad Treliving cobbled together a big trade, and uh, he got some assets for Matt Kachuk. Uh, he really did. He got Mackenzie Weger. He got Jonathan Huberto. He got a first-round pick. He got uh, Schwint, who's down in the in the farm system. <clears throat> so it was a good haul, and I think a, a lot of people were – you know, pretty impressed that the Flames were able to bounce back. And later on, they'd sign Nazem Kadri. I mean, I'm giving you the history that you already know. But I've heard this a couple times. I'm guilty of it, too, if if, if we're going to align blame. Um, I thought they might have been better this year. I really did. I thought the addition of Mackenzie Weger, the addition of Nazem Kadri was going to make them better. I, I just thought the natural progression of their young players – um, like Dubay, like Mangiapani. Um, this just was a team that I, I just felt, and and Daryl Sutter has this history of, you know, of winning. And, and he won two cups in his last stint with the LA Kings. And, um, you know, we know that, that he doesn't have long terms usually as a coach, but you usually get two good solid years. Uh, th this season really got off to a bad start when we found out that Oliver Shillington wasn't going to be able to come to camp. Um, I think an, another hiccup along the way was in training camp. Not a lot of the young guys, if any of the young guys really stood out. Um, I think young Dustin Wolf did, but they already had Vladar and Markstrom and net. So it wasn't like they were adding a bunch. Um, you know, Daryl Sutter was fairly critically or critical publicly of the young players. Didn't feel they, they came into camp looking for jobs. Um, and, and then the season started really well, um, really, really well. Uh, and I, it's not my intention to throw anybody under the bus, but I do remember listening to the 32 thoughts podcast, uh, 10 days into the season. And, you know, Jeff Merrick was asking Elliot Friedman if, if the Calgary flames were the best team in hockey, just because of the start they got off to, well, they soon fell back down to earth and we're, we're kind of, Fair to Midland, up and down, and and uh, just for whatever reason, just discombobulated. And and I, I think it was heading into the All Star break. Um, uh, I think there was not panic so much as this just isn't right. Like this team isn't right. 
And if it doesn't pull its collective head out of its ass, it ain't going to make the playoffs. Like, I think it was even up to Christmas, it was, well, they'll make the playoffs. So whatever's ailing them, they'll fix it. Um, and then coming out of that, uh, coming out of that all-star break, um, you know, they, they shook off some, some bad play. I thought Markstrom played better. They played some really good games, but just didn't get the results. You know, the New York Rangers coming out of the all-star break was as good a hockey game as we saw all year. Lost that one. Uh, came home a couple weeks later, played the Boston Bruins. We talked a little bit about that today. I mean, here, the Bruins just set a record in wins, set a record in points. And I got to be honest with you, um, that was as fine a performance as I've seen a Calgary Flames team in years in terms of the way they they dominated offensively. They, they just took a really good hockey club. As my good friend uh, Billy Jaffe from Nesson reminded us today, second game in two nights. They were in Edmonton the night before. Yeah, yeah, but. Still, uh, got out goaltended, lost the game in overtime. Um, overtime, one goal, you know, one goal games, all of these sort of things, those are going to be the haunting numbers. We've all seen them, uh, you know, record setting in terms of their futility in one goal games, nearly record setting in their futility in overtime. Um, 24 games, 24 times they went beyond 60 minutes this year, and they won just seven of those. 24 times um you know and for me um the criticism that i will level at the organization and and it's probably more at the head coach because i I do believe that the general manager in the hockey operations department would have preferred um more youth um i i just it boggles my mind that that Matt Phillips was not given a longer audition. He got a little time in the middle of the year uh, on a road trip out East. I didn't think he looked out of place. He was on the ice for a goal uh, late in a power play um, for not against, um, but just never, you know, just wasn't in the cards. Daryl Sutter uh, is a very loyal coach. He's a very um, intelligent coach to be perfectly honest um, and really believes in his system really believes in the guys that play in his system and just doesn't believe that he has a responsibility necessarily to develop players at the NHL level. They got to come to him develop. So what he didn't have the time um, for Matt Phillips. uh, And I think we're, you know, he's going to be a free agent. He's going to go somewhere else. I I say this over and over and over again, because I do feel like I'm setting myself up for a fall that if Phillips goes somewhere next year and, and doesn't make an NHL roster or in a couple of years from now is playing in Europe, um, you know, uh, n- not unlike some uh, Brandon Cozen, for instance, you know, Brandon Cozen put up great numbers in the Western Hockey League, great numbers for the Calgary Hitman, uh, got a little bit of a look with the Toronto Maple Leafs and then ended up playing over in Europe. That, that could be what happens for Matt Phillips, but it just, it felt like, all the stones weren't overturned, that all the rocks and, and the options. I know a lot was made about uh, the Nashville game and Nick Ritchie being the third shooter. And, uh, you know, it is accurate that Nick Ritchie did score against Nashville, did score against Soros in a uh, shootout earlier in the year. But um, for a lot of people, it didn't sit well. Um, saw way too much of Lewis and, and Lucic and Richie and and those types of players and not enough Pelche. Um, I'm a little bit worried about Adam Ruzic guy. Got to be honest with you. You know, it's funny. Um, 
my program just a game today. We had Marco Carducci in, and uh, Marco was the keeper with uh, with the Cavalry FC. And he had the opportunity this offseason to explore going somewhere else. Now, we got to be really careful how we say this. He could have probably gone to the MLS, but he would have backed up, right? So, you know, he chose to stay and, and play because that was important for his development. Connor Mackey just sat at the end of the bench all year long and eventually got traded to Arizona. Um, Adam Rzichka had a great stretch and then came out of the lineup. Uh, Pelche, great stretch and then came out of the lineup. You hire a coach to run your bench. You hire a coach to make those decisions. No problem. Um, and I would never put myself anywhere close to having a, a clue of what Daryl Sutter knows in terms of coaching Stanley Cup. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. One day, Daryl Sutter will have his name as a coach in the Hall of Fame. I, I believe that. But this, whatever this was this year, didn't work. It didn't. Um, and normally, you know, I'm not in the room. I'm not covering the team day to day. Normally, I would probably have taken more of a hands-off approach. And, and I don't know what's going on. I really don't. But reporting from the likes of Frank Saravelli of Daily Faceoff, Elliot Friedman of the 32 Thoughts podcast, and Chris Johnston of, of Toronto Star and TSN, all of these guys were saying, telling the same story. And, and it was always prefaced the same way. We, I like Daryl. I think the high, he's, a, he's a challenging guy sometimes to be around. Um, he, he's very cut and dry. Um, but I like him. He's always treated me well. Um, he doesn't suffer fools. Um, he, he can be blunt, um, maybe more blunt than, than really is allowed anymore. Um, and, and Elliot Friedman said that, and Chris Johnson said that, and, you know, Frank Cervelli said that, and then followed up with, but the team and the coach are not on the same page. The, the coach and the general manager are not on the same page. There was it, it about halfway through the season, it was being reported by reputable sources that were, you know, very comfortable going on national outlets and saying it's not a good room and it's not a good situation. And I, I think it's boiled over on a couple of occasions. I think they they band-aided it up. I think they made a late push. Um, you know, as much as losing the Nashville and shoot, it didn't matter because Winnipeg would go on and beat Minnesota the next day. Um, it's all really a moot point. Twenty four times. 24 times you went into extra time and you won seven of those seven not good enough not good enough and when you had opportunity to try something now is taking a rookie out of the american hockey league sticking them in the nhl and saying go win in overtime the right thing to no but at some point you know what's the definition of insanity it's continually doing the same thing over and over and over again and, and expecting a different result. These are not dumb men. These are, you know, uh, these are not uh, bad people. Uh, the, the athletes are good athletes. Uh, something wasn't right for Jonathan Huberto. 60 point difference from one year to the next. From one year to the next, 60 point difference. One year to the next. Same point total as Johnny Gaudreau. Now, Gaudreau fell off, but not to the same extent. Something wasn't right. 
but you gave him an eight-year contract. Like you invested in him. Whether you like him, whether you don't like him, whatever, the modern game, if, if you stick that much of your salary cap on one guy, somebody's got to make it work. The player's got to make it work. The coach has got to make it work. The GM's got to make the two guys work. Something has to happen. Nazem Kadri, you know, I think at moment he was the all-star for this club. I don't think he had a great finish, but he was an all-star for this club, and, and rightfully so. Um, but uh, but Nazem Kadri in Colorado, I think he had a career year, but he still wasn't the number one guy. They still had McKinnon, Brandon. They 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 had the Landis Golf. They have these guys, and he was a nice complimentary piece. Here he had to be a feature piece. You know, Tyler Toffoli, Michael Backlund, wasted years in the sense of career numbers offensively. Secondary support players not featured pieces and the featured pieces didn't work this year for Calgary, whether they go out and get featured pieces from somewhere else in a flat cap world. I don't know. Um, having said all of that, the next 24, 48, 72 hours, who knows what's going to happen. Uh, players are going to have exit interviews. Are they going to have exit interviews? With Brad Living and Daryl Sutter, is something going to happen in the next 24 hours to prevent that? So, you know, one guy's taken out of the equation. Daryl has a two-year extension. Brad is due a new contract before the end of June. You have a draft coming up. You're going to have a first-round pick. Um, you've got a team in the American Hockey League that potentially, although they lost 2 nothing in Abbotsford tonight, potentially the Wranglers could go a long way, do a lot of damage. Um, you, you still have to take care of your own. You still have, I don't think you have a lot of work contractually. Um, you know, a, a lot was made tonight on the broadcast about Lewis and, uh, and Lucic um, as well. Walker Dewar's an RFA. Um, Nick Ritchie's a UFA. Troy Stetcher's a UFA. Michael Stone's a UFA. That's it. It's next year. But, having been bitten in the ass last year are the flames, you know, I think they have to have an eye on two years out what they're going to do for what it's worth. Um, I thought Troy Stetcher was a really good pickup in the last number of years, Forbert, Yoki Paka, you know, the uh, Gustafson, there's, there's been defensemen picked up traditionally at the, at the deadline by the flames and, and, as quickly as they come, they seem to go. Um, I, I like Troy Stetcher. I think he had something close to 10 points in 20 games, uh, three goals, um, moves the puck, played the puck uh, very well, was a nice third-pairing defenseman. Um, I would bring him back. I don't know. Does he want to come back? Like, <laughs> you know, it's, on, it's, it's up to him, right? Like, it's up to him. Um, and this, you know, as much as you want to say, well, this was better than Arizona, was it? Results the same. Results the same. Um, talk about the two young guys tonight. Th th this was a glorified preseason game. I, I really don't want to get too far ahead of myself. Um, I, I thought Wolf responded. Uh, Noah Gregor got the goal early. Um, 
you know, and it was a good goal. It was a good goal. Um, the one thing I will say about Wolf, and I'm just acknowledging my experience in this business, um, he can be a Vesna Trophy winner. He can be a perennial all-star. Hell, he could probably win a con Smythe. People are going to comment on the on the height. I just see it. Um, when he doesn't win, I you, you saw that with Mika Kippersoff. When Kippersoff didn't win, not a lot of voices, but a few voices. Ah, you know, he never wins the big one and all. I think we all, in hindsight, and here I go with the old man stuff because Kippersoff hasn't been around for a decade now. Let's also bring that up too. It's been a it's been ten years, um, but hindsight being 2020 and a little sober second thought um he was really really good like really good i like dustin wolf tonight like the way imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra. And I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Responded. He needs to go back to the American Hockey League. He needs to go on a long run. He'll win the Red Bastiani Award again as a top goaltender. He might even win the MVP award because his numbers are out of this world. Um, I think he can play in the NHL. I hope he plays here in Calgary. Um, it's back to that. Now, Ryan Pike reminds me of this all the time. Because of his age, and he's going to turn 22 on the weekend, I believe his next contract, he's still waiver eligible. Or uh, sorry, he's uh, he doesn't have to pass through waivers, I think. So he could go up and down. Does it make much sense to have a 22-year-old caddy or play 25 to 30 games? Whatever, you know, I wouldn't be giving up on Dan Vladar. I, I still think there's a lot of potential in Dan Vladar. And you're paying Jacob Markstrom as your starter, and and clearly you ran with him. And I thought he he was better later in the season than he was at the early part of the season. I I fully expect him to to bounce back. So what do you do? Um, Vladar is a really interesting chip if you want to trade him. Um, he's manageable. He's under a good contract, and he's got the potential. I I it's, I, I think he's better than Riddick. 
I, I think he's better than Carlson. I think he's better than Barra. I think he's better than Joey McDonald. Okay, sorry. Uh, maybe just a little punch drunk. Um, having said that, I, I would, I, I, I think you have to look at maybe finding him a home and maybe that brings you something back. Um, Coronado, uh, guy I used to work with, maybe you still follow him on social media. Uh, Will Nault put out a tweet and it kind of confused me a bit. He said he's never seen a, a, a stranger skating style in Coronado. I, I watched it all night after that. I, yeah, he's, he's not smooth, but Jerome had a weird style. I mean, he, he gets to places he created tonight. I thought he had good chemistry with Pelche. I thought Pelche looked strong. Uh, you know, again, against a really good American Hockey League team with Eric Carlson. Um, I want to see more of him. Um, my hope is that he stays in Calgary and trains all summer. We've seen that movie before. Uh, works on skating, whatever. But he was all around the puck tonight. Uh, I, I just liked it. I just liked it. He didn't look like he was overwhelmed. Um, so, it was, you know, for what it was worth, uh, I thought both guys came up and, and their audition went well. Um, not handing either one of them a job, not saying they're, you know, penciled or inked in for next year. They're penciled in or whatever. Um, still got to do a little bit more. Would have liked to seen Walker Dewar. Didn't like Walker Dewar sitting in this one. Didn't like Adam Rzichka sitting in this one. Um, and, and I think that it's probably safe to say that, you know, Lewis and Lucic, potential UFAs, maybe it's the end of the line. I get the respect part. Just didn't like it. I, I, I don't know. I, um, I, it comes back to development. It comes back to the conversation with Marco Carducci. Uh, Adam Rzichka better in the American Hockey League playing or better in the National Hockey League practicing and sitting. I'm always a playing guy. Um, I, I think, you know, if I flip it, kind of go with Dustin Wolf for a second here. At some point, Wolf's going to be done with the American Hockey League. There's nothing left to prove there. At some point, he needs to to play um, in the NHL. And, and you have to make room for him. Um, I don't know if that's next year. I, I, he's 22. Pretty sure you could play him one more uh, or bring him up halfway through or something next year. Um, wouldn't surprise me if, if Coronado and had to start in the American Hockey League next year or something like that. Maybe he doesn't. Uh, he, he looked good. Uh, Walker Dewar, to me, is an everyday NHLer. He is. He's a lot like Garnet Halfway in that way. You know, under a free agent, you found him, you made him, turned him into something. Lots of oomph, made his line better. You, you know, he was the best player on his line the last month. Uh, uh, kind of, I, 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 you probably saw it. You know, I know you're up on everything. Uh, Jeremy Poirier today, uh, getting the nod in the all-rookie uh, side. So a young defenseman um, in the Flames organization getting a little recognition. Not a bad thing. Not a bad thing. Um, Connor Zary is is playing well. Um, yeah, so where do we go with the young guys? Again, go back to what's going to happen the next 24, 48, 72 hours. Um, should we do this? Should we do the, I believe, the cheers of the game? Let's do cheers of the game. Our good friend Mandeep, BK Beaufort Liquor, uh, you know all about it. I am not an expert. 
I defer to the experts in this case. Those experts usually host this program and they host Barn Burner every day in the morning and on podcast. Uh, but I did get a chance to say hello to the uh, fine, fine gentleman uh, who runs this. Mandeep was at the Dungeon Wrestling event last Friday. He popped in, shook my hand, took a couple of pictures. Um, really nice guy. I, I understand fully why we are completely in lockstep with BK Bo Fortlager. I just good people check them out, give them a call, go down and see them. Uh, cheers of the game. Uh, I, I'm going to give my cheers of the game. I'm going to do it a little different. Um, my my cheers of the game are, are to two guys that I think had really good years wasted. Really, really good years wasted. Uh, one is Michael Backlund. Uh, I thought Backlund uh, did everything that he could do for this team record a record season for him in points uh at north of 30 that very rarely happens uh in this league uh he was really good he remains really responsible i you know we we can get into the whole conversation about the captain and i have and i will again i'm sure uh i think he should be the captain of this team uh so he's he's one guy i'm going to give the cheer uh, give cheers to and and the second guy and again, this is an achievement thing. This isn't a tonight thing. Uh, Rasmus Anderson um, shows up, battles, fights, wears his heart on his sleeve, uh, answers to the media, you know, has no problem sticking his neck out. Um, you know, he should be the next captain of this team. So those are my cheers, courtesy of, of Bo Fortlicker, um, to a couple of Swedes, Michael Backlund, and, and to uh, Rasmus Anderson. So, um, you know, Anderson's coming back. Uh, Backlund can come back, but he's one of those guys that's doing a new contract in a couple of years. Um, see who's running this franchise and who's running this team. Uh, but those are the guys I'm going to give the cheers to. Uh, a couple other things that happened tonight uh, worth noting. Uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins are out. They will not make the playoffs. So the NHL's longest streak of playoff uh, hockey is now over. Sidney Crosby will not be going to the postseason. That hasn't happened since his uh, first couple of years. Uh, a heck of a run, I believe, 17 years. Uh, three Stanley Cups in there. Two, Yeah, three Stanley Cups in there. Um, they're out. Uh, so now it's Boston and Toronto. Uh, they're the uh, leaders with uh, being in the postseason the last seven years in a row. Uh, no Ovechkin in the postseason. Washington didn't make it either. Um, so, and, you know, it's a changing of a guard, right? Uh, I think if you're, if you're watching in the East and we had uh, Billy Jaffe on, on the show this afternoon on just a game, uh, it's Pasternak, it's the Boston Bruins, um, it's Hughes in, in New Jersey. Um, there's lots of, of good young players. I think Tampa is going to be interesting to watch in this. Um, I'm not hundred percent sure that they're not on the backside of the mountain, uh, but I like their coach and John Cooper and you like their, their pieces. Toronto is going to be fascinating to watch just from the media frenzy circus part. Um, you know, it, it, as soon as the season ended last year, it was about what's going to happen this year. And will, you know, uh, Kyle Dubas keep his job and, you know, will they keep the team together and all those sort of things. They had a great regular season. Uh, funny enough, led by a couple of former Flames and Mark Giordano and TJ Brody, who, who were both warriors on the back end for a beat-up team. Um, they're in tough. Like, it's at some point, 
you know, you would assume even if, you know, they have early success, they're going to cross paths with the Boston Bruins. And this Bruins team is going to be a hard out, is going to be a hard out. Over on this side, um, not the same kind of change, but Winnipeg gets in and, um, you know, Seattle gets in, uh, Vegas is there. Uh, it, it It's really, and I hate to say it, um, but I really think it's the team to the north of us. Um, it's time for Connor McDavid. It's time for Leon Dreisaitl. Um, You know, I, I think Colorado and, and Edmonton are the, you know, inevitable matchup. Um, I, you know, it, it would be a great series. I don't know if it'd be a pick them. I, I still think Edmonton would be favored. Um, that said, if Kale McCarr is healthy, the Calgarian, uh, if he's healthy and Landis Cog comes back and, and they can get, you know, some quality goaltending. Um, yeah. I mean, they're the defending Stanley cup champions for a reason. They, you learn that, and Tampa knows this, just get there and then, then let it all hang out. And, you know, the Colorado never felt like they were thrashing or, you know, moping or anything like that. They went on a hell of a run. Um, you know, something ridiculous, like 17, 18 games there for a period, and they just elevated themselves. Uh, Edmonton's had a real strong push in the last quarter. Um, they're really going to be living and dying off of the, you know, the, the offensive juggernaut, which is, which is, you know, Connor McDavid. Um, I guess you can't overlook Vegas, um, but <clears throat> LA, bits and pieces, I just... I really liked Edmonton and Colorado a lot down the stretch late, but you never know. You, you never know. Um, so from that standpoint, uh, I, I I think the East will be a little more competitive. I think the West the West final feels like Colorado Edmonton right now, but I, I, this is why I don't like making predictions. This is why I don't gamble. Um, it's what it feels like today, but who knows? Uh, Calgary finishing the season tonight against San Jose. The Sharks get to play one more because they can. Uh, Calgary will finish the year with a record of 38-27 and 17. 38-27 and 17. Now, the Sharks lost 16 times uh, comparatively in overtime or shootouts, if, and that's a team that's in the Connor Bedard sweepstakes. Uh, the first goal of the game comes at 10:26. As I mentioned, Noah Gregor is ninth. Uh, and then in the second at 1036, Calgary would tie it. Uh, Zadorov is 12 from Mangiapane and Backland. Uh, third period, we go tied at one. Zadorov, his second of the game, 13th from Uyghur and Kadri. And then into an empty net, unassisted Zadorov, the natural hat trick, his first of his career hat trick, his 14th of the year, 19 minutes even. Calgary wins it 3 1 at home. They outshoot San Jose. 49 to 24. That's another story of this year. The number of times the Flames have outshot uh, opponents, almost in this case, double. Um, power play, uh, not really that effective tonight. 0 for 1, just one opportunity. They did kill off two shark power plays, as I mentioned, the shots. 49 to 24. Uh, just a couple of the numbers that came out of this game. As we mentioned, it was the debut for Matt Coronado. Uh, listen, Daryl gave him nice time, uh, 14 minutes and 38 seconds. He was a plus one. He had four shots on goal. Uh, as I mentioned, Dustin Wolf uh, picks up the win, 23 saves on 24 shots. 
Um, I, I get, thought he made some really strong plays in net, especially in the third period. He, he you know, looked off uh, Couture. He, he stared down Eric Carlson um, and Thomas Hurdle. So there's a couple of NHL players in there. Oh, and by the way, Jacob Pelche coming back in the lineup, 13 minutes and 52 seconds. He had two assists, or, uh, two shots, and he was a plus one. Thought he was strong, too, as well. All right. Should we buy and sell? Is that what we should do next? I think we should. Um, courtesy of our friends at Newman Dean's Real Estate Group. Uh, you can email them at Dean Newman, Derek Newman at CIRrealty.ca. I want to thank his for him and his support all year. Uh, buy or sell. Um, let's go with the core. Are we buying or selling the core of this team? If you look at history, uh, you know, it's not uncommon for disappointing seasons, you know, to be put in the rearview mirror and, and, uh, and, and kind of uh, forgotten and erased the next year. doesn't happen all the time. Um, I, I'm very curious about what you could do with the core here. Um, they're all, they're all locked up and, you know, even if you could move them, there's some no moves and there's some limited no moves and those types of things. Even if you could move them, who would want them and what would you get? Um, I'm buying on the core only because I don't think you can sell the core. <laughs> if, if that makes any sense. Um, you have uh, three prominent uh, free agents or three free agents on the on the front end in Lucic, Lewis and Richie. Are you buying or selling on all of those? Uh, Lucic remains a, uh, a fan favorite in this town. He really does. Um, even tonight, you could hear the Lucic uh, chants all, all throughout the building. Um, I don't think he's coming back, so I guess I'm selling on that. Uh, Nick Ritchie, I, I thought when he found himself in the lineup, found himself in some interesting positions, not only in taking, uh, you know, uh, shootout shots, uh, but he was playing up the lineup. Um, a couple of times for Daryl and then would sit out. Um, I, I think it's another player you're going to move on. So I guess I'm selling there. Um, and then uh, Trevor Lewis, Trevor Lewis is a favorite of this coach. He likes him. He trusts him. He had him. Uh, you know, we talk about the, the key pieces in a dressing room to help spread the message of the coach. Daryl Sutter would use Trevor Lewis to help get his message across now. We've already talked about the fracture between the, the coach and the player and the, or whatever was in the room. Um, I, I think you're selling on Trevor Lewis. I, I think you are. I, I don't know who's going to end up, if any GM or the coach are going to be back, but I think they're going to move on from Trevor Lewis. And one defenseman is a UFA, and that's Troy Stetcher. And I'm buying on Troy Stetcher. I, I would re-sign Troy Stetcher. Um, knowing that you're hopefully going to get Oliver Shillington back, that, that would be the hope. Um, you know, you've always got the ability to re-sign Michael Stone. He's always going to be around. Um, having said that, Troy Stetcher played well enough in Calgary that if he doesn't like it here, I think he's going to go somewhere else in a 32-team NHL and find some work. But I was really, really impressed with Troy Stetcher. And, and the fact that that trade happened with um, no draft picks involved, just bodies, I think bodes well. Um, it's disappointing. 
I think we're going to look back on Yusuf Alamaki being placed on waivers at the beginning of this year as a huge mistake. Um, not, you know, overly enthralled with the Arizona Coyotes, but they did a good job down there making that team competitive. And he was, you know, once Chikrin got moved, you could make a legitimate case that he was top pairing, if not the number one defenseman at times for them. Uh, and they got him for nothing. They got him on waivers. And we'll see about Mackey. Um, again, another kid that needed to play. So that's buy or sell, courtesy of our friends at Newman Dean's Real Estate Group. Thanks to them. Thanks to Beaufort Liquor uh, for all of their support throughout the season. Final score tonight, Calgary beating San Jose by a 3-1 score. I know that I am speaking on behalf of Dean, Ryan, and Rhett. I do want to take this opportunity to thank each and every one of you for tuning in to Afterburner. It was something that uh, came on a little later in the season, and I know that certainly we're excited about bringing it back and adding to it next year. Um, this, the, 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 you know, Flames Nation and the Nation Network has, has been a really exciting place and continues, if you're following on social, to add more programming across the country. Uh, and this was a huge part of it. Um, I think this really, um, as much as I think it's really cool to be talking to you at 11.33 after a game on a Wednesday night, I know most of you are picking this up on your way into work and listening. So I do wish you a good day and a good morning. Uh, on behalf of our outstanding producers who do not get anywhere near the credit that they do for making this all happen, including the man who's pushing the buttons tonight, Mark Prince. I'm Rob Kerr. Enjoy the next couple of weeks. What comes, comes. I We will certainly be breaking it down on Barnburner. We will certainly be talking about it on Just a Game. We will certainly have coverage at flamesnation.ca with Ryan Pike and the rest of the writers. And certainly Frank Saravelli and his crew at Daily Faceoff will also be all over it. So it's over it's done. It was hot garbage. But a little brass here. And we don't argue with science. Makes everything feel a little bit better. Have a great evening, everybody, or a great morning, whatever it is for you. We'll see you uh, back on Friday with just a game at 1.30. 1.30 on Friday for one day only. Thanks, everybody. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.